0: Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Great
1: Greetings and welcome on board the OK live telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben Reikley is directly across from me. Glad to be here. He's a business person. He's a co-owner of a business. It's an ESOP and it's not, not a fable. Nope. It's 230 plus really. co-owners. Every time you tell me this, the number's higher. Uh, it, something going on with the economy. Uh, Is the business a-booming?
2: Uh, businesses moving along. Uh, well-managed businesses, uh, startup businesses, businesses that uh, uh, have gotten a shot in the arm uh, from uh, the economic uh, movement in the last couple of years. Uh, our, our valley's doing well. well. I know we have Bob Garrett in here on Financial Fridays, you get a sort of a snapshot of what's going on within the chamber. Very positive uh, chamber of commerce group here moving things forward, uh, also, but uh, you know, you you see um, a lot more positives. The negatives, and you know, people who want to paint the uh, glass half empty uh, will try to, but uh, I'm not the sure glass, what you would have. Uh, t- the, to glass is, the glass is not half empty, uh, so we'll 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 see what happens uh, here. But no, I, uh, um, you know, we we see a lot of positives, and hopefully people can build on that, and that helps that uh, helps people. But the the real positives though are the growth in compensation for the bottom 25% that we've
1: seen the last couple years. so uh, Right, so wages are up for everybody. Okay, so uh, is it true that everybody who wants to work is working now? I mean, I understand some people don't want to get in the workforce. You know, they maybe mm-hmm. got, uh, they're closer to retirement. They're going to wait it out, that kind of thing. But it would be safe to say, and I, I, I'll i presume everybody who wants to work now is working?
2: Well, a uh, large Large percentage of can. Now, does everybody have their perfect dream job?
1: No. No, no, there's still underemployment. Underemployment's a separate rate, but that's half what it used to be.
2: Well, it is, and, uh, you know, you see a lot of growth. And I'll tell you, you know, we'll get into it, but I'll tell you where a lot of people are working. And they're working from the bottom to the top from the janitor all the way up to the executive, but a lot of people working at Sunbury Motors.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, good point. Uh, thank you. Nice segue. Holy smokes, you're a pro at this. On the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. They would just love to do business with you. Uh, ben and I haven't driven any Sunbury Motor vehicles in the past two minutes or so, so we're, we're here to tell you it's a good place to go. Uh, well, not for me two minutes, a little bit longer than that, but not much longer. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-7000 Nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. That's one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at, on the at wkok.com or text us at seven zero two three six. That's the text connect system where we send out alerts, and then you can do as one of our good listeners has done, and that's send us a text. Um, one of our good listeners sends us text, says, "Good morning, good morning." Uh, does it come to anyone surprise that President Donald Trump is allowing Russia to interfere in the twenty twenty elections? He appointed. Richard Grinnell, who has no experience in national security or military experience, looks like looks like Trump loves to cheat, says Bob.
2: Well, uh, Richard Grinnell most likely is not going to get that position. Uh, there's some things happening there. But, uh, Bob, I would uh, go and read uh, the New York Times article and see what they talk about and read deeper into it. I know sometimes people read the first couple paragraphs and they, they don't get into it, but it says later that the Russians are looking to get involved in the Democratic primary. I mean, it, you know, th- this is this is the absurdity of Washington. This is why uh, uh, Joseph uh, McGuire is no longer there. Uh, you know, this is Adam Schiff. This is the Russians. But go back to, uh, Bob, I would say this, you being a, a, a pretty progressive uh, texter and progressive ideals, but go back to October, I think, of 2016. I don't think it's the 14th of October, but somewhere in the middle of October where President Obama talks about uh, uh, this, where he talks about the the lack of potential for the Russians to influence the election, the uh, absurdity of it happening. And then I think he told the Trump campaign, stop complaining, just work harder. Uh, the Russian situation has been a hoax on the details Russia, China, and others have tried to influence elections as and we have. Are. And are, not
1: have, are.
2: Well, they they have tried to influence elections, right, and they're elections. doing it again. Well, but but how are they in the details? As we have also tried to influence elections, as the Obama administration tried to do in Israel, and the Obama, uh, well, President Obama did personally up in Canada this past uh, time when he went up uh, to campaign and promote uh, Justin Trudeau. So, when you say are influencing, what are they doing? Are, are the Russians spending more money? Than Michael Bloomberg, no. Are they doing more <laughs> social doing media that? than Michael Bloomberg? No. So who, who's really influencing the elections? So I mean, well, I mean, it, it's it,
1: above board and surreptitious. I think is the difference. Well, well, know, hold Bloomberg and he's he's paying all his well, money in on, plain
2: well, sight. When the, when Hillary Clinton was odds-on favorite to win the election. It was, the Russians cannot influence our election. And again, they didn't change any votes. What they did was spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on bots and tweeting and social media. So, uh, you know, this whole the Russians of influence came after... Hillary Clinton lost, and they had to find excuses. And then they've wound up embarrassing themselves. The Justice Department embarrassed themselves with their FISA warrant. So I would ask the texter to look a little deeper into uh, that. Uh, We did get another uh, serial text here. It says, Ben, I'm sorry, the economy is not booming. The cost of living has gone up more than wages. There are open jobs because of lack of knowledge to fill it. I would somewhat disagree with your analysis. Or well, we do have a knowledge if you, gap. I, if, you, if you could uh, give us, uh, is that out of the Wall Street Journal or maybe uh, uh, Bloomberg or, or some economics report when you said the economy is not booming? Wages have gone up. I think we said 3.1% in the compensation. So it would be interesting to see uh, what information
1: that would Wages went up 3.1%, and that included individuals in the lower economic sector who had been left behind in some of the previous uh, wage increases. Well, inflation is 2.5%. So is it safe to say if you have inflation 2.5% costs are uh, going up, but if wages are going up 3% and inflation is, is it it
2: that simple? No, to a degree it is. You're ahead of the game. But remember, to some people, especially on the progressive side, if there's a Republican in office... Things are not right. And for, for a lot of folks. Now, t- put that times 10 or on steroids when Donald Trump's in office, things can't be going this well. So, this, this will be the, the scenarios that we're going.
1: Well, this individual says, I'm sorry, the economy is not booming. The cost of living has gone up more than wages. But if inflation went up, yeah, two point five percent of wages went up three percent. But clarify that if you would, texture that would be great. But anyway, yeah. he also says there there are open jobs because of the lack of knowledge to fill those jobs. Well, that is well, true to a
2: certain degree. But that's been since the start of
1: time. But you see, if you get advancing <laughs> businesses, you. Always have an opening that can't be filled initially by the available workforce. Exactly. I mean, Facebook didn't even exist 20 years ago, so all of a sudden, uh, Facebook started to exist, and, and then there were openings there well, that people weren't ready to fill them. So. Yeah,
2: exactly. And for this texter, you know, when to say the economy is not booming, uh, okay, let's say the economy is doing very good. You know, we're, we're sorry, maybe the choice of words here. But the th- th- for this person, um, the glass is going to be half empty with a hole in the bottom as long as president trump's in office <laughs> well, and That's I just agree the with nature them. of the text.
1: I agree with them on that, but nonetheless, I, you know the uh, uh, we had a good discussion this week, and I think I am willing to compromise that President Obama did half of the booming economy, and President Trump not only did the other half but g- took key measures that kept the economy growing and failed. Didn't decline to take. He did not take measures that could have slowed the economy. Several presidents have done several things that have slowed the U.S. economy, and Trump didn't do any of those. So, uh, it is, I think it deserves credit where it is due. And there is a there's definitely a knowledge gap in business. I mean, look at when uh, Sue Green is here. She says, you know, they they have a waiting list to get into some of their executive classes because they they don't have enough eggheads in these businesses. These men and women that are ready for higher positions, they're not ready because the company's growing faster than they can promote from below. Uh, they have individuals that they want, particularly in, uh, I'm not, what, I, I don't think high-tech manufacturing is the right word, but no manufacturing that is analysis. sophisticated yeah. manufacturing. Um, they're training people as fast as they can, but they say uh, we are are slowing down our ability to fulfill orders because we can't find people on the floors that we're paying, you know, way above family-sustaining wages to fill those jobs. So it's definitely a knowledge gap. Well, look, when we talk about the community college here, you know, she doesn't come in here and say, we need a community college so everybody learns to read and write. She says, no, this is a catalyst for local companies that are starving for good workers to get the uh, knowledge out there. But
2: why don't we go back and look at our, our high schools and our tech schools, well you know hold it so our I high schools and our at. tech schools aren't good enough to put out workers that can work if if that's the case then the agenda the education agenda must be uh, amiss because uh, there there should be this, the college the, the, the need for a community college is based on what our high schools and tech schools aren't doing. Community well colleges
1: enough? are ultra agile. I guess would be the way to describe it. You remember how Williamsport Area Community College used to work with Williamsport Wire Rope when they when they needed okay. a specific training for a specific new machine or something along that. Or they'd work with some of the startups there, or Phillips uh, uh, Tech Machines, the Phillips Business Machines that's up there. They would work with them and make sure that they were cranking out workers uh, at the college, or cranking out students, but then they become workers that were perfectly fit, almost like a jigsaw fit for the jobs that were available right in that region. Well, that's what a community college can do here, ultra agile. And, you know, we see a lot of manufacturing buildings around here that were empty that are full now with logistics Well, mm-hmm. and other things. Well, logistics today isn't a clipboard and, no. and a notepad no and, it's and you it's a good on, workers well community it's workers
2: inventory it's on right. time delivery it's, it's understanding I mean Walmart is at the uh, forefront of this and so but, but my question is do we need a community college be, then because our high schools and techs can't handle and aren't agile enough to prepare students to come out uh, or do we need a community college because the cost of the other higher education schools are too high for some of these folks to get in? Penn College is not the old Williamsport anymore. Penn College is a pretty expensive school, even in their yeah. trades. Uh, it's a
1: Penn State college. Well, it's a yeah, Penn State so, university. So
2: they've they've somewhat priced themselves out, I believe. And in talking to people who send young Utes there, uh, they are uh, they are pretty pricey. So you know, I'm, I'm looking at. Are our high schools and tech schools being utilized the way they should be?
1: Well, maybe or can they to, be utilized maybe better? Maybe they need to be more and agile. That's, that's well, just I think a question. in our education systems being looked at from top to bottom, individuals who are advocates for the community college will tell you that that is one of the unmet needs around here, and uh, affordable. Uh, education is part of it. The the universities that have satellite campuses near here, uh, you know, it's still tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to attend there, and community colleges would be less. But there's a buy-in too. You know that tuition is offset by the uh, by the regional governments, and of course, and then subsequently taxpayers. So adjust your
2: prices.
1: It's not a free situation.
2: Higher ed so. adjust your prices because your bubble's coming. 2024, I mm, believe, I the is, the, uh, is the demographic <laughs> uh, drop-off for you due to the zero eight recession. But going back to your point about Obama, the co- Obama economy, I, I would question that. It's interesting it's coming up now because trying to preserve Obama's legacy. But what's interesting is if the Obama economy was as good as people want to say it was, yes, there was marginal growth. It was slow growth. Uh, it, it just moved along and bumped along the bottom, your words. Oh, uh, no, you that's just the there. participation Everything else going, going up.
1: Well, but look where he started out. I mean, uh, I believe was the economy still declining when he took office, or had it already it's, started it, to creep it, up? It,
2: there was a month or two in there. But when, if you want to say the Obama economy, I would say, okay, take that. But you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't wash, Mark. The numbers. You could say, okay, this would happen to Obama because they're trying to preserve his legacy. You're trying to say Obama's legacy. No, it wasn't. And I'll tell you one point why it wasn't. If it was. Hillary Clinton would have been elected in 2016 because the economy was moving along at such a snail's pace. The regulations were hamstrung. When the Trump administration got in there, they released it. They released the hamstringing regulations, the tax cuts where businesses couldn't compete overseas, and we see the juggernaut. So, when people want to say this boom started under Obama, no. It was a snail's pace of a recovery and the economy always recovers after a recession, after a depression. You know, look back in history and see what happens. Now, can you can you ride that wave? Maybe, but Obama certainly tapped down that wave. It was uh, I, I would say this, he 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 was a roller skate recovery. It wasn't a surfboard uh, pipeline in Hawaii type of surfing get the economy like going.
1: Not like it's no. doing now. All right. Well, we'll take more commerce. We have people who love to use their smartphones and send us messages, but we need people to use their phone phones and send and us messages. some
2: emails on the topic we're talking about here.
1: All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We're talking about the booming economy and uh, President uh, Trump's uh, credit for continuing it. And, of course, it continues to grow. I, I see it's, sl- it's not growing at precisely the same rate that it was, but is still, of course, going up. Even the labor participation rate, that thing that was bounced along the bottom, is done bouncing. It's now well, this rising. Is
2: a, this is Trump's economy. Trump released. Really open the gates. It's it's it's, America. No, it's America's economy. The American people have made this economy grow because we got people out of the way. We 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 let the economy go on four lanes, not just
1: one lane. On the mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. Fourth Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15 Hummelstown. Find out tons and tons and tons more about them at SunburyMotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quickie Lane on North Fourth Street in Sunbury. I go there all the time to get pumped up nitrogen in my various vehicles that I get to drive. They specialize in all types of work there on vehicles. they got an alignment shop, a car shop, a body shop, a small engine shop, a great big truck shop, you name it. they got a shop for everything you need there. They have a Ben Reikley shop. He bring, it's only used six once every six months or so, but I'll tell you what, they <laughs> take good care of them. I've used the body shop, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, well, that's another topic. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. is uh, the uh, quick lane hours. Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Sunbury Motor and uh, if your car's a clunker, well, then uh, they'll fix you up with a Ford, a Hyundai, a Kia, or a Lincoln. Uh, Ernie and Austin and Kyle and Mike DeFeo and Jeff Clock and Mickey Anselmo. And uh, I think, uh, you know, it's time for you to get out of these uh, uh, comfortable, uh, reliable sedans and get yourself in a Lincoln. Pen. So go see Jason down at the Lincoln dealership at SunburyMotors.com.
0: Hi, everybody. Steve Jones, Joe Lenardi on Bracketology Today, 3 to 5 News Radio, 1070 WKOK.
1: Yeah, preview of March Madness. And Penn State can be in the big dance could have used these today. We had a half an hour free on the Steve Jones show, so I got to sit in on that. But Yesterday. Yeah, I knew one <laughs> sentence about the Astros, and that's about it. But he filled me in. That's uh, interesting. This see. is a pickle.
2: Yeah, what did... Uh, There's
1: oh, going to be a lot shoot. of plunking this year. Uh, what did
2: former Vice President uh, Biden say? Uh, Oh, I don't know. Lying, a hold it. Lying Dog Face, whatever. whatever oh, no, whatever. that was Bloomberg. No, no, that was, that was up in the Oh, future. they Lying Dog, dog face, face,
1: horse riding camel or soldier something. Soldier,
2: whatever. Uh, pony Soldier. Uh, I would say uh, that sort of fits the Astros as a whole. Mm-hmm. You cheated. You cheated, you cheated, you won a World Series, you, got caught. you cheated, you got caught, and now you know nobody knows what to do. The owner came out. I mean, it's atrocious. And the penalties. You, you, Hold you, on.
1: You, we'll get back to that. You and I will do that at 9 o'clock, because young Dan is waiting. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. Um, hey, good, good, here good he morning,
3: fellas. Well, I could see the economy changing even right after President Trump won the election. It became a lot more positive because President Trump. Then, before he was even inaugurated, he was already saving factories, getting involved. Uh, several of them, but talking the economy, I blue collar blue blue collar economy. I had a close friend I at Woodmode. Now he got laid off in the big layoff there when they closed down in April. No, he didn't it get laid off,
1: he lost his job.
3: Yep, he they shut got down. Lo- Yeah, he got lost his job, I should say. And it wasn't within a month. He was semi-skilled blue-collar, had a pretty good job there at Woodmote. Within a month, he got another job family-sustaining Not not in the field he was trained in, but in a different field. He had that. He was offered other jobs. Well, he's, he's in his 60s now. They say you can't get a job easily when you're in your 60s. Well, the economy's that good. He got one immediately. Well, he decided he needed to slow down now. So he was offered two other jobs. He went out in a little bit easier type of job where you didn't have to use as much physical labor. Well, Dan, Dan, that,
2: a, yes. Dan your point is that you know this is central Pennsylvania. This isn't a large metropolitan area or suburban area that... that you know he has these jobs, but wood mode was not an economy scenario. Wood mode was a mismanagement scenario so so when people do want to say you know wood mode went out no no that that was that was a business that was mismanaged. However, a lot of folks have been able to get jobs like you point out. And again, look at our general demographic area. To the south is Harrisburg, not a huge city. To the north is Williamsport, not a huge city. To the east is Hazleton, not a huge city. wilkes Scranton, a little higher. And to the west is State College, Lewistown. So look look at our area. And your friend here was able to have four or five job opportunities and right. pick, and pick the one he food. wanted.
3: And now he's, he decided to slow down he don't want to do that quite as much physical work he got, he just started a new job last week as a doing carpentry work but uh, here's the catch, here's the economy Woodmode had just called him to try to get him back and he said at this stage he's not going to go back because he wants to take the other uh, job where he's working about 30 hours i think 30 hours a week instead of the 40 45 he'd be working at wood mode but that shows the economy wood mode with the new management's on its way back and yeah the pe- they're the up people- over 300 people now yeah, the people Woodmo,de
2: the people Woodmo,de have uh, people have taken over, led by uh, Bill French, but his management group has come in and they they've gotten lean and and uh, economically well, let's say efficiently uh, lean and mean, and they're, um, they're making a move uh, to uh, you know get that uh, organization you know under the new sort of Woodmo,de LLC moving, and yeah, that's a positive. But that shows you know in our general area, your story shows that that. that there is opportunities and the uh, person you're talking about had options he chooses now to work 30 hours a week i know some right. people who are who have gone into retirement because the last 2 years their 401k's and their their retirement funds have moved 30 35 40% so that that's a positive if people ha- if you have options that's a positive uh, now do they choose to go back to work part time but we have some emails here and some uh, tweets that are are just uh, they're, they're it's going to be interesting when we read these because you, you want to say where where is the factual information. So, uh, Dan, okay. appreciate the call. Have a yeah, good weekend.
3: Yeah, uh, I was going to, the 401K, his 401K went through the roof in the last three years.
2: And now wood, he has options. Right, he can keep working.
3: <laughs> and still is. Oh. And that's another... Positive thing under this great
2: economy. Okay, Dan, appreciate right, it. Have a good weekend. Have a great one.
3: Good talk. Yeah,
1: have a great you. weekend. We'll see you Monday, Dan, our good conservative caller from New Berlin. All right, here we go. It says Good morning. I have heard people on the left claim that this recovery is due to President Obama's actions, and he should get the credit. Now they are saying the economy is bad because of Trump, which is correct.
2: <laughs> Probably a little of both or all three.
1: Or well, all President four, or all Obama five. deserves some credit, but so well, does President Trump deserve most a, of the credit degree, now. But is, let's
2: go back and find out what trouble-ready jobs are.
1: This is his economy. Yeah,
2: and l- l- the l- economy's l- l- bad. Because of Trump? Well, no. I mean again it's it's not sure. individual perspective on what they think is good economy. And then the reality.
1: Yeah. We'll talk about this. We'll keep that one on the screen. We'll talk about that. We'll get the audience's review on this. You're listening to News Radio ten seventy, WK O. OK, K. Sunbury. This is on the mark on WK O. OK, K. Sunbury. Mr. Ben Reichle is across me. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer. Our toll-free line is now open. We're talking about the U.S. economy and President Trump and President Obama. And so we got some emails and texts that relate to that. Houston Astros? Right, right. Yeah, cheating yeah. Okay, cheating so, dogs? Yeah, one of the things that... I'll do the headlines in a second here and finish my <laughs> intro. One of the things that... Um, You know what Steve said is that the commissioner of baseball has very few options that are sort of already decided. You know
2: who he works for? He works for the owners, right? You know the difference between the Astros and Sunbury Motors. Sunbury Motors doesn't cheat you. You go down there, (laughs) you get a vehicle. The Astros.
1: If you good hear luck, somebody bro. banging on a drum at Sunbury Motors, it's because <laughs> they have the valley on down there, and they're listening to music. Yes, but uh, no cheating, dogs or Eagle One Hundred Seven. I you, should say. Oh my yeah, gosh, that's, that's true. what they have. No,
2: on the here. Astros. And and so, h- how do you feel good about yourselves when you cheated and won a World Series? How do you feel good about yourself when you cheated and won? got to the world
1: series how do you feel good about cheating all year long Partic- particularly when the cheating gave you a little edge and more you more than a little okay okay so all right well that's fine i uh, you know you know more about it than i do but okay the cheating gave you an edge and you won some very close games exactly. while you were cheating and you know it's not like you you could have easily even without the cheating blown out everybody and did blow out everybody you know 20 to nothing every game mark you know, that some of those games were four to three, and they were cheating and then winning them.
2: Okay, go back in history, and uh, I know Steve Jones and, and maybe you know Buner and you know uh, these guys oh, can Matt's look at all over this. Yeah, and Matt's all there. So, but but so the show, you know, three to five folks. You'll lose. but you know Bob Buner made some good comments yesterday I was coming back from uh, Maryland, and I heard uh, a little bit of the show on did the commissioner have enough evidence and and, and you know and again you know bob's perspective is he's going as a prosecutor, so he wants a b c d e f g he doesn't want a b e f g no no you got to fill in all the lines and steve's analysis is uh, you know steve's just an, you know i must say it's not fair to call him an encyclopedia. Steve is a google of sports information you know football, college football, baseball, and what he's done in the minor leagues in baseball with his announcing over the decades. So you you look at the NCAA and you look at, I I throw this out, you look at the point shaving that happened in the uh, basketball, NBA basketball, uh, you know, to one of my favorite players when I was young, Connie Hawkins, and he was banned from the NBA for supposedly point shaving. You look at the college point shaving. Look what happened to Boston College in the late 70s, all thrown out by, if the people have uh, seen the movie, uh, oh, shoot, it's um, no, not Wise Guys, but it's uh, Henry Hill was in it, and uh, Goodfellas. And uh, they found out during an interview, and he says, oh, yeah, we went up to Boston, I think it was Boston University, we were you know point shaving, and you know, we are paying this and that. Well, it's Boston College. So you go through and you look at what's happened to programs over this. If you look at SMU football back in the 80s when they were paying people, they had a payroll to meet. It wasn't it was it was scholarships, it was payrolls. And you look at that and you look at people who are coming out, baseball players like Mike Trout, you know, probably, if not the best, the best two or three, top three player in the league right He's now. He's the best player. And then LeBron James comes out and says stuff. This is abysmal what the commissioner's done. However, the commissioner works for the owners of Major League Baseball, and who is one of the owners? The Astros. So it, it, I I found it. Uh, it just if you look at what happened, and I know other sports are other sports. If you look what's happened, and now let's take a real macro generic scenario. Let's look what just happened in the FBI. Comey, McCabe strut 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 whatever the strike uh, yeah the young, young lady look look what they did look what they're going to find out about this these fisa warrants look what just happened in a conviction of of a person uh, uh, paul manafort with trump on process look at stone on process but does justice work for those and not others and some and not some again when people do things wrong anymore in our society, have we deluded ourselves? Has have, has moral, morals and ethics got to the point where they just are sometime things? So this Astro thing is bad. And you know what? If the Astros, if that if that organization wants to be man about you know being good, they should come out and say, listen. We will give the World Series championship back. We uh-huh. Realize we have erred. Do the right thing. We're gonna we're gonna be honorable, and that would make.
1: And guess what? They, they, that would make the Astros franchise. A lot higher. That ain't going to happen. (laughs) That's not going to happen. All right. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, please avail yourself of their good services, sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com or text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines here. The Chickalami Braves have a new football coach at a -A 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 special meeting held Thursday night. The Chickalami School Board hired the embattled former Danville Area School District football coach Jim Kaiser by a vote of six to three. District Superintendent Dr. Jason Bendel says Kaiser was the successful candidate out of multiple candidates for the job.
4: I think we need to examine
1: the budget, look at every single line item, and also uh, we got to figure out ways to increase revenue and decrease expenditures. So we're going to work very diligently uh, and be stewards of taxpayer dollars to get to a final budget in June. All right, hold on one second here. I'm going to push David it. David maybe? Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's Jason Bendel. Oh, but It okay. uh, sounded like um, Representative Rowe talking about the state budget. Uh, no, it's, I'm pushing the wrong buttons here. That's what's happening. Turn the knobs. Uh, there we go.
0: We look forward to him helping our program. Oh. Football is not a single uh, athlete sport. It's a team sport, and we look forward to Mr. Kaiser helping continue to develop Shikolimi uh, as a team.
1: All right. Kaiser Mm -hmm. says he's honored to be the new head coach to start a new era in the post-Todd Tilford era. He says he's looking forward to working with the Shikolami team.
0: It's an honor to be the head coach down here. Uh, when I was a kid, this was the place
2: that we wanted to be. Chickalimie and Berwick, they were the powerhouses. So, you know, I'm excited to be
0: here. Uh, I'm excited to work with this great coaching staff. And, uh, you know, I just thank the board for their consideration for this. My last game I coach was actually against Chickalimie. So I got to see a lot
5: of these kids. And now I'm looking forward to getting to know them and work with them.
1: Kaiser was signed under fire at Danville for inappropriate comments to coaches and players. He'll receive a, month, a yearly stipend of $5,000. He beat out longtime district employee Ron Pratt, who won the varsity football coaching job at Shikolemi. Well,
2: A good man for the job, and also uh, to note, the uh, superintendent was also at Danville before he came to Chicalimi. Now you've got a coach from Danville coming to <laughs> Yeah, they to know Shikolemi. each other. Well, I he would, was an
1: advocate for him. I'm sure. I
2: would say this, though. I'm not sure Jim Kaiser was embattled. At Danville. I think the uh, school board and some of the uh, parents were embattled because uh, uh, realities kicked in when they uh, asked for his resignation, but then Jim stood up and resigned before a couple of school board members quit. uh, A bunch of uh, behind the scenes. I, I, I look at this and say, parents, be committed to your sons and daughters playing high school sports. Just beware what your involvement can do because parents are getting you think in. think parents
1: were at the heart of this? Oh, yes. Well, things Kaiser said to coaches and uh, some players were out of line, but I'll tell you well, what, he'll never do that again.
2: Out of line in what way? Well, uh, he called, uh,
1: called kids pussy and retards and stuff. That's wrong. That's wrong. No, sh- even times, even though they're teenagers and they're times, tough.
2: Times have changed the content. Uh, so it, he it won't is do changing, that again. Though I, I, I doubt he will. Jim Kaiser is a good man. I believe if you look at the Danville football program and the players coming out and the board not letting the players talk about the coach was wrong, that Jim Kaiser taught those young men, not boys, young men at Danville a little bit more than just football. So we never
3: got
1: a full hearing from it?
2: I, I don't think so. And, and again, I, you know parents be committed to have your daughters and sons play sports.
1: And leave be him alone. be
2: in the class plagues, get your that. nose out of it, or but saying l- let this way. uh great uh great guy. I always enjoyed him uh central columbia don angle <laughs> i He used to have a comment and I'll have to sort of dilute a little bit uh, when he' meet with the parents, he would say, "Give me your sons, or I mean, if he was coaching girls sports, but I know he was a baseball coach and a and a basketball official, but uh give me your sons, don't give me your crap." And uh, you know, again, you know, parents uh, be committed, to, uh, you know, helping your your sons and daughters, but beware of how much involvement is needed. Well yeah,
1: and and Kaiser left a a wake of kids that are really injured by some of his remarks. But it's a tough sport; it isn't for as he would always say, it's not for pussies. So if you are not a tough kid and you can't take you know verbal and uh you know command or demanding physical abuse he shouldn't have gone out for football and I don't
2: know how big the wake is I think there's more positives that have come out of his tenure. Yeah,
1: eight, day, average eight wins a year, he said, during well, his been, ten years. That's, that's, well, that's above average, some right? Tough teams. And look when he came in there and started from almost zero. ground zero. So. Uh, in the news, continuing, the notion of banning fracking is dividing Democrats running for president and increasingly dividing Democrats in Pennsylvania, where fracking has uh, vaulted to the number two natural gas producer mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania behind Texas. That divide was clear earlier this week at a debate. In Las Vegas, when the Democratic presidential candidates were on the stage, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders reiterated that he would like to ban fracking if elected. He says scientists are predicting irreparable harm to the earth. Other Democrats, though, referred to it as a transition fuel. So did Elizabeth Warren. And Pete Buttigieg, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, said every Democratic candidate has a similar carbon neutral goals to get off of uh, carbon based fuels eventually. Pennsylvania's top Democrats, including Governor Tom Wolf and U.S. Senator Bob Casey, have tried to discourage talk of a fracking ban while labor leaders point to thousands of building trades members working on gas drilling sites, laying billions of dollars in pipelines, and building massive refineries and power plants Mm. in, in Pennsylvania. Go to
2: Monaca. Go to Beaver County and see what they're doing with the cracker plant and what Business is
1: a-boomin'. booming. All right. Uh, some other headlines. Briefly, we talked a tiny bit about this. A new warning about Russian interference in the 2020 election is raising questions about whether the U.S. is doing enough to prevent the kind of meddling the country saw in 2016. Intelligence officials have warned lawmakers that Russia is interfering in this year's election campaign to help President Donald Trump get elected. Three officials who requested anonymity said House lawmakers were briefed last week about Russia. The warning was first reported by the New York Times and Washington Post. A senior administration <laughs> official says news of the briefing to lawmakers infuriated Trump, who complained that Democrats would use that information against him.
2: No. Anonymous, anonymous, anonymous. Good right.
1: luck. And, the and wh- oh my gosh, hold it, New York Times, Washington Post, anonymous source? And finally, the president of Wake Forest University has issued a public apology for the institution's involvement in slavery. President Nathan Hatch his apology in a speech to the school's Founders Day ceremonies comes after a series of events stirred up racial tensions on campus, including racist emails sent to faculty members last year. He made no mention of the recent tension on campus resulting from threatening email that caused the head of the Sociology Department to shut down his building and suspend classes for a week. A statement issued after his remarks noted Hatch last year convened a committee to look at race issues and the legacy of slavery on campus. Other universities have apologized for their role in slavery, such as University of North Carolina Chapel Hill in 2018. S- All right, we so are go overrun.
2: Through, go through the Confederate states and go through any institution and there's going to be some sort of situation with slavery. slavery because that was the culture. Folks either you get over it and move forward or you're got to uh, wallow in the uh, in the past, and it's going to be hard to get uh, yourself, your organization, your institution moving To move forward.
1: forward. All right, we have open finds, open phones. We have talked about 100 things today, and we'll take more topics and comers. It's an open phones Friday. Mark Lawrence here. Ben Rackley is my good co-host, and Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer. we got one call coming in, but we'll take more comers. 1-800- 795-9565. is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. We're overrun with texts and emails. We'll read those on the radio and talk on the phone shortly. Welcome back, to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, one 800 we have got three open lines, got a bunch of texts stacked up here, so let's start at the bottom. Uh, it's uh, make sure I've got the right one there. We say, come on, Bob, uh, are you that weak in the mind that you would let an outside entity influence your vote? there was no Russian that influenced me to vote for President Trump in 2016, and there's no Russian going to influence my vote for Trump in 2020. The entity making me vote Trump is the leftist Democratic Party, because I don't want this country to turn into Soviet Union Russia.
2: Yeah, there's interesting uh, read into that. There's interesting, though, that if you look at history, look at the... Democrats and look at their ties to the old Soviet Union then Russia, uh, particularly back in the 80s when uh, then-Senator Ted Kennedy sent a letter to the Russian leaders talking about uh, how the, they'll try to control Reagan and not get into a nuclear war if you could just sort of help us out, and that's a paraphrase. So, what U.S. senator sends a letter to the leaders of a quasi-abrasive uh, abrasive, uh, uh, al- abrasive uh, country towards us, uh, not truly a, a friend but a, more on the enemy's list, that talks about policy and dictates then. So look at where Bernie Sanders honeymooned. Look at, again, uh, then uh, Speaker of the House Jim Wright's uh, uh, Central America policy, to particularly in you know, a promotion of uh, Nicaragua and Noritago down there. So, uh, you know, this is getting absurd. The Democratic Party leans socialist now, as we've seen. Their true colors are finally coming out. The first step to communism, really huh? well, are you telling me Bernie Sanders isn't a socialist?
1: <laughs> he, he admits he's, well, a, he's a candidate who happens to be a Democratic well, Socialist, well, but a, that doesn't mean t- the whole party is leaning that way.
2: Are you, te- you don't think the Democratic Party is leaning towards socialism?
1: Let's read these texts. A- Here a- it says.
2: AOC? Hold on, AOC and the whole groups?
1: I think there's a couple individuals that may be Democratic Socialists. She's not. She's just a Democrat. Let's read these texts. It she's says,
2: not a Democratic Socialist. AOC.
1: Not that I'm aware of, but maybe she is. It doesn't wow. matter. It's, okay. I just, you know, I'm I'm a Democrat, and I don't have but, any socialist but, but again, leanings. But again,
2: the the first step to communism is socialism. Okay, so. I got
1: you. All right, uh, let's see. Gee, the Russians supposedly meddled in the 2016 election, yet the Obama administration did nothing to stop it. I do believe it was President Obama that said they couldn't do anything to affect the election. Was he lying to us once again? The leftist media and the Democrats are laying the groundwork for when they lose miserably in 2020 so they can resurrect the Trump-Russian narrative. Pathetic! Says our good listener, uh, this great economy has put 200 businesses out of business in Pennsylvania since Trump took office. Uh, that's another, uh, and then uh, I think that's a standalone sentence. Then another texter says that's another thing Trump's trade war has made more Americans out of work. Uh, Linda, another texter says Linda Schlegel Clover is trying to get more. OVR money—that's office of vacation and rehabilitation money in our area. So thanks for that update. And President Trump is 1.5 million workers behind President Obama's last three years in office when it comes to job
2: creation. Uh, I would—I would look at on the trade situation. Uh, no, the, the the what the Trump administration is doing in the to get trade. In an equal position has been very positive. So I would ask for some information. Maybe he can text us in the 1.5 million jobs. I believe Trump's the Trump administration's. I I haven't seen where they're be- ever behind the Obama administration job creation. If there's a uh, a number out there, uh, text her, please well, the please send it in. let's
1: just enjoy it for. But, five but again, minutes.
2: when people put out information, you know, wh- where's it coming from? Well, people because have this doesn't opinion. this doesn't well. Okay, you can have your opinions. But you can't have your facts. I don't see those numbers that this person's talking about. And, again, go back. 200 businesses in Pennsylvania that have gone out of business? Okay. Well, Wood Mode was one of them. How many of them have gone out of business for the right reasons? How many have gone out of business? Well, the, the horse and buggy reasons?
1: businesses went out a couple of years well, ago. Remember, was that Roosevelt's fault? Well, businesses <laughs> fail
2: for a couple of reasons. Underworked, undercapitalized. You know, you you look at some scenarios and here. At,
1: or, or they're the wrong product. Yeah, <laughs> But, but right. again, I
2: think with some of the folks, I don't think there's going to be anything that this administration can do that would uh, be in the neutral or positive side.
1: All right. Uh, we are enjoying open phones today. It is Friday. I'm Mark Lawrence. As I mentioned, Ben Reckley is here, good conservative co-host, a, Re- a Republican committee person. Are you running again? Do you have to run again mm-hmm. this year? I'll okay. Well, good I'm, luck.
2: I think I'm a... Moderate American, Mark. Okay.
1: And uh, let's see. We've been talking about the Trump economy, uh, to which uh, I've decided that 50% of the credit goes to President Obama, but President Trump deserves the other 50% entirely. <laughs> and uh, he could have taken steps to stop the economy from growing, and he you're, didn't do uh, that, so you're that's being good.
2: Kind. I'd say 2080, but okay. that's okay. I All believe right, well,
1: 2080 might be the argument. Yeah, you got them red colored glasses on, and they don't see things the right way. No, they're seeing rosy. We talked about the Houston Astros cheating their. Way to a World Series title in twenty 20- seventeen and part of twenty eighteen. There's oh they kept doing and, it
2: and this runs into the Red Sox. Red Sox will become what the nineteen nineteen Chicago White Sox were
1: beat by cheater. You
2: no, know, they'll, they'll be the Black Sox now. There'll be two Black Sox. One was the White Sox in nineteen nineteen, and the other is going to be the twenty eighteen Red Sox.
1: Paul, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
4: Okay, on cheating, Julian, you. Have eliminated the one thing that is important, and that is money. Wherever the money is, the best bet is where you're going to find the the winner, whether it's by cheating, or appealing, or any type of a violation of a rule. If it's not implied, that's why the the Red Sox got banned because the players were cheating, and they threw the game.
2: Oh, you mean the White Sox in 1919?
4: Yeah, the White Sox. Okay, well, Shoeless <laughs>
2: Joe Jackson?
4: Yeah.
1: Did he not wear his shoes.
2: Well, th- those players f- thought they were being u- in a real quick analysis. They thought they were being underpaid. They were underappreciated, so they decided t- supposedly to do this. Uh, historians, particularly baseball historians, uh, still go back and forth on what exactly happened. But uh, uh, you know, a, a truly a different era. Uh, These folks who cheated now cheated knowingly, used technology to cheat, and they uh, got advantages. And uh, some of it uh, it certainly was. uh, Look at the advantages some of the players got money-wise, and look at the disadvantages some of the players on the other team who maybe gave up a home run and how it changed careers. Uh, Boy, uh, you know, the uh, SMU, SMU. The the Astros need the SMU penalty.
4: Wherever money is involved, you'll find cheating.
2: Well, you know. No matter
4: what sport it is.
2: Some people say if you're you're not cheating, you're not trying. Uh, You want to get in the gray area. Uh, There used to be a high school football team just north of here that won a lot. And uh, we'd go into their stadium, and sometimes you felt you were playing against the chain gang, the clock operator, and the officials got intimidated. Uh, So, uh, you know, is that cheating what they did, or was that just leveraging their home field advantage?
4: Well, let me tell you this. When I was younger, we played the penitentiary in baseball, and one of the balls went over the wall, and one of the uh, guards said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to go get the ball. (laughs)
2: That's funny. You can't he, do that. And then
1: he ended up in uh, Poughkeepsie, right? All right. Thank you so much, Paul. Appreciate the Yeah, talking about uh, cheating. Uh, none of our emailers say anything about that. One of our texters uh, said that now the Democrats are saying that the economy's bad because of President Trump. Uh, if you have to isolate something in the economy that's still flat... What would you say that the economy is bad because of President Trump? Well, look at what would it be demographics and
2: and, and uh, g- uh, geography. So, in, in so know, the we, jobs that are yeah, really so
1: wanting aren't aren't where the people well, are. So, sometimes, uh, you know, okay. like
2: I said, for, for South Dakota or North Dakota when they had the uh, the uh, industry or energy boom, they had to import people. Uh, if you go back in history and you look at the oil booms in Texas in the 1800s, uh, the, you know the papers talk about all these Pennsylvanians coming in. Well, Pennsylvania got oil started, you know Colonel Drake and Western PA. Those are the people with experience, so they had to move to Texas to do this. So look at the look at the segments of the economy that are growing. Uh, look at the demographics of the people who are filling those, and geographically look. There's some places there's just not going to be a lot of jobs. Either time is left.
1: Well, and there's people the around here who don't changed. want to work, too. Well, there's young to, people and old people however, who don't want to work.
2: The Trump administration is addressing scenario. I mean, 40 to 50-year-olds well, who don't want to are, work. That are bringing manufacturing back in certain areas. However, will the, will the car industry be at its height? Uh, One of the things I think is quite interesting is the jobs that are coming back to America from overseas due to tax reasons and also due to quality control reasons quality control, not meaning the finished product, but also the logistics of getting your raw materials to make that product.
1: All right. Yeah. I, who, uh, whoever sent us this, uh, send us a reply that tells us precisely where the economy's flat. We'll read that on the air. I mean, I am. Uh, I, I wish we had a different president, but we have the one we have, and uh, he got in because the most people voted for him, so that's good. But uh, I think the economy's doing fine. I, I lost my joke. I used to joke to Bob Garrett as the labor participation rate was bouncing along the bottom, Every so often it would go down slightly. I'd say, see, the labor participation rate is plummeting. <laughs> but but I lost that joke because now it's, it's going up well, I, about I two, three months in a Well, I believe this president
2: and his administration are going to set new standards. And they've come in. Uh, we said last week, the the basic Republicans fell all over themselves, the establishment Republicans. The established Democrats fell all over themselves, and now they're even tumbling st- all over themselves now when what you're seeing, because people had a sense. They need a doer. They need a person to go in and get it done. Hillary Clinton was such a bland candidate, and plus, what has she done? You have now a person who can come in, and Bloomberg's talking about this, manage, understand the situation, address it. Don't have a blue-ribbon counsel for nine months come in and, and tell you, well, this is the problem. Well, we knew that was the problem. How are you going to solve it? Uh, you know, Consultants are great at showing you the problem. Well, hold it. How about some uh, uh, features that will then solve this problem? Give us some solutions.
1: One of our listeners says, it's the new normal. If you're not cheating, you're not competing. Do it, boy.
2: That's almost like in NASCAR. If you're not rubbing, you're not racing. But, uh, you know, when does that rub turn into (laughs) into a problem? Uh, I think it's a society scenario. Uh, (laughs) The morals and uh, the ethics that uh, maybe you and I saw growing up, Mark, mm, are they still there? I'm not sure.
1: All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll take all comers. We've got two emails left to read. We'll read those on the radio. When we come back, uh, you can get in queue in that line by emailing us at com. You can text us at 70236. And please call our open phones, 1-800-795-9565. We talked about the Astros uh, uh, cheating and uh, the uh, president's uh, booming economy. But we'll take all comments and comers. Please. Call us 1-800-795-9565. We can talk about these uh, uh, Russia meddling in the 2020 election, according to some intelligence <laughs> officials. And once again, anonymous you don't like anonymous, right, or The Post, well, so do you don't indeed. believe it. Will you so tell me anonymous is real? We'll talk about that. We'll be right back. All right, thanks for joining us here. Uh, One of our listeners sends us a note, says, Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Ben. Question. Name some other jobs that when the person leaves a job and a new person comes in and has it for three years, the credit is given to the previous employee. Well, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, after three years, it's yours. (laughs) Okay, that's an excellent point.
2: Well, remember, they're they're trying to keep the Obama administration, President Obama.
1: Right? Oh, you're you're back on this okay. legacy thing. Well, no, okay. they, well, so you okay. tell me they
2: aren't. Bill Clinton
1: did the same thing. <laughs> I don't know thing. who they are, but let's let's just read the email. It Media. says, I retired and another employee took my place. Do I want her to get the credit for what I did? Certainly not. That doesn't make common sense. I think when the new person takes over, they get the credit. Wear it like a badge. Hang it on your head in shame if it's your legacy. Uh, another listener says, good morning. I heard people... On, oh, I'm sorry, we did read that one. Uh, next one is... Hold on, it says... Oh,
2: this is multiple, uh, here, multiple questions.
1: Uh, okay, it says... All right, you ready? Hey, Ben, are you willing to admit that the good economy is the result of the initiatives taken under President Obama when he inherited the worst economy and job loss ever, not to mention a failing auto industry? Are or are you the typical Republican who touts all of the credit to Mr. Trump? Didn't well, you just say eighty twenty? So we got yeah, that no, out of the no, way. So,
2: some goes to the Obama administration who implemented programs that were put in place by the Bush administration, and then Obama took it over. But still, yeah, the, I think
1: the, Obama signed the big. Auto bailout, right? That yeah, was his. Okay. But
2: the Bush administration had the bank stuff, which is still uh, that was his. Okay, we can we can discuss that. But they they did implement that.
1: Yeah, we're still paying for it. Eighty twenty. And Ben, are you willing to admit that many of the jobs are at a standstill, wage wise, and that many Americans are required to work two jobs just to make ends meet? No. Bet the there you go. No. I bet the answer is no to both questions. Listening today, I can't believe your refusal to recognize that once again Russia wants Trump to win. Uh, by, again, influencing our election, proven by our intelligence agencies. Deny, 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 Ben. This is the mantra of the Republican Party. Keep up the work. Good work, Ben.
2: Well, to the emailer... You know, I, I, like I said, I'll be more realistic than that. The the mantra of Russia is a standing joke. Why would the Russians not want Hillary Clinton to be president? Because if Hillary Clinton was president, first of all, look at the history of the Clintons and the Russians. <laughs> look at Bill Clinton's <laughs> speaking fees, and Hillary Clinton would be a milk toast uh, president as far as uh, uh, looking at Russia. Look what the Obama administration have, have the email to tell us about Crimea. What did the Obama administration do uh, about Crimea? So, again, President Trump and the Trump administration has uh, exported (laughs) a number of the Russian officials. They've put uh, sanctions on some of the business people in Russia. They've got Germany, not to say the, the natural pipeline. No, no, Germany. You're a NATO ally. You're not going to buy energy from russia you're going to buy it from your other nato allies so this whole russian thing uh, i I feel sorry for people who have to keep putting this in their coffee but lance from herndon you're on the mark
6: okay well when we hear that phrase the new normal who coined that
2: some smart uh, marketing executive, because yeah, I think they, no, it, it means absolutely it no, means a guy absolutely that nothing. Said
6: that was some yeah a guy by the name of Summers? He was
2: oh Larry Summers, President Harvard,
6: yeah, Pre- yeah, President Obama's top economic advisor. Yep, I remember reading an article in the journal. It was on the op-ed page. They had everything in, in uh, quotation marks. And this was it. Get used to the new normal. We're going to be bumping along the bottom. The days of the big boom are gone. This is it. People are going to be replacing what wears out, and that's going to be it. And that's exactly what we were doing.
2: Oh, no, you're right, Lance. And the other part is, look look what it is to save... President Obama's legacy because he has nothing to stand on. Uh, Obamacare, you know, just has blown up, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Good intentions, uh, wrong implementation. The scenario of Obama coming out and saying that Trump needs a magic wand to get manufacturing back. Well, somebody found a magic wand somewhere. <laughs> uh, so again, the new normal. That's right. Larry Summers brought that up. So that's what we we're going to. And that was all part of America not being great. And that was yeah. the 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 wisdom of the Trump campaign, as uh, President Trump himself saying, make America great again." Because the new normal was not a great America, and get used to it. And they were selling us uh, a a a bad. Economy, trying to make it look good, and they were saying, America, you can't be great, you're just going to be normal like the other countries in the world. And that's not America, because America wouldn't exist with that attitude.
6: That was the slowest recovery in our economic history. And that was because the only thing folks were doing was replacing what was wearing out. Nobody was taking any chances on uh, expanding their business or anything like that. And, uh, well, one of the big things I think that uh, the reforms did was allowed a business to take off in the year that they bought it new plant, equipment, vehicles, etc., take that off of their uh, bottom line.
2: Yeah, the accounting procedures and the tax situations helped.
6: You had to depreciate everything Mm -hmm. over years, and some years you did really good. Why, boy, that would be the time to buy things. And uh, that... Was, uh, would have really uh, given the business I was in, you know, garage business, a real shot. You know, think about, boy, some new tools here, and we're doing really good. The next year, eh, not so bad, not so good.
2: No, but Lance, you're exactly right. The new normal under Larry Summers, and it was a way to try to make a a below average, mediocre. You know, recovery look positive. No, no, get used to this new normal. Uh, this is the way it's going to be. And you and right. And that's that's a a great point you're making there. Larry Summers, uh, president of Harvard Economics, and I think he also got in a little turmoil talking about females and and mathematics uh, yeah. that didn't work oh, out yeah, well Oh, yeah, that him. was a
6: dandy. Well, <laughs> well, one the, uh, of the other things they said okay. about was uh, all these folks working two jobs, but when you shut down to it, less than 5% of uh, the tax returns have, you know, two incomes in there. Or
1: maybe you know, they're under like the, the table person? for the other job. <laughs>
6: well, no, 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 no what, what I'm trying to the
1: say
2: is
6: I, no, wait, I worked at a place that through the whole thing, if you took what median income was and added about 10%, That's what we were making, okay? And I'd say a third of the folks that worked there had a, what they call a side hustle today, and I was one of them, you know? And uh, that, you have to understand that. There's some real hustlers out there that uh, are included in this, too.
2: Yeah, and that's you know we just had an email or talk about people having to work two jobs and that Uh, you know the the folks have to get out and look at the reality. It's not perfect out there, but it's far better than it was three and a half years ago. And look at the consumer. uh, Oh shoot, was it uh, you look at the CPIs and look at that. But look at I believe Michigan does it. uh, Look at look at what consumers are feeling and how positive they are in what they believe the economy is going to do. So uh, you know, but no, I, I agree with. Lance. And the people who have two or three jobs are the hustlers. Yeah. <laughs> They're the people out there looking to make
1: money.
6: You got it.
1: All right. We Heck got I you, Lance. Will. Thank you so much.
6: Okay. Bye.
1: Appreciate <laughs> the call. Thanks for checking in. 1-800-795-9565 uh, is the open phone. We would just very much uh, love to hear uh, from you today. One of our good listeners uh, sends us a note. It says, uh, oops, I'm sorry. i am got my CBS app. <laughs> it turns on by itself when they have breaking news, and it's yeah. not What's big breaking? Uh, nothing. It's breaking news, yes, something, something that the Democrats are doing today. Nothing important, anyway. On the mark, uh, two on the mark. The Russian investigation was legitimate, and this was confirmed by Judge Jackson, who did the Stone sentencing. The witch hunt is the attack on the FBI by the president. McCabe was found that he did not break any law. None of the investigation was leaked during the 2016 election. Page and Strzok were not guilty of any wrongdoing. They are not in jail. Only Trump people are in jail who lied protecting him. It is all in plain sight. The Trump election people met with the Russians. Stop listening to Hannity and Rush. They're spreading disinformation. Thanks, Tim. Okay, Tim. Appreciate Uh, that.
2: That's why uh, McCabe is not working at the FBI, and Page and Strzok aren't working at the FBI? Uh, wouldn't they get their jobs back if they if they were going <laughs> to come on uh, again um it's not listening to that it's reading the wall street journal it's it's uh, looking at the bbc it's 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 reading some publications uh even politico and some of the uh the maybe left leaning groups uh at so, at some point again you'll you'll figure out uh uh people figure out in general that the, the fisa warrants this is, this is not right. No president should go through this, right. Democrat
1: or Republican. we got callers and texts. We're going to take a quickie break. We'll be right back.
0: When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subray Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over one hundred years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. Do high schoolers still
1: handshake at the end of the game? Yeah, I
2: think they go through. Maybe they high-five okay. or maybe
1: they uh, push. Let's up. see. we got callers waiting by. We've got, uh, what, six minutes left, so three minutes apiece. We'll start with Mike. Good morning, Mike. You're on the mark. Uh, thanks for calling in.
7: Yeah, I wanted to do, uh, talk about the economy a little bit. I've been just casually listening to you guys talk all morning. I've been busy. And uh, w- my experience with the economy is this. uh. My dad always told me, he said, you know, you work hard, do your best, and it turns out how it turns out. Sometimes in the end, it's not, it's not so good, you know, and that happened to him when he went to work and his factory uh, gate was chained shut and there was no pension, uh, no, you know, nothing. So I, I learned the hard way when I was a young man what uh, a factory closing could do. But then when I finally got a job, my boss pulled me aside and he said, do you know what the difference between a recession and a depression is? And I said, no, not really. And he says, well, a recession is when your neighbor's out of work, and a depression is when you're out of work. And he says, so you, you have a good job here, so you better do what you need to do to keep it. You know, that, that was his lecture for me. That was my second le- lesson in economy. And now I just got a third lesson. M- my whole life I had a, a pretty decent job. I was able to support a family and have four kids and, and, and have a wife that was pretty much home all the time. And uh, it, it was a good job, and I, I'm grateful for that. But what I learned was during the time I worked, almost all my career, I kept looking at the local job ads and what the economy was doing and I said, man, if I lose this job, I'm never going to find anything close to it or even be able to to provide for my family. But now, after I'm retired, and maybe I'm painting a rosy picture, but up here in Bloomsburg, all the factories that I consider decent places to work have signs out for open employment opportunities. And people I know that that may not have the greatest work history or the background, they're getting jobs in these facilities and and they're happy with their jobs. So, you know, this is little old Bloomsburg. And there's a lot to be said for little old Bloomsburg because a lot of times when the economic expansion gets to Bloomsburg, usually it's about ready to end for the rest of the company. So I'm not saying that uh, just because Bloomsburg's doing pretty decent, the whole country's uh, on a road to recovery, but that that's just the way I look at the economy and the way I see things and and I, you know, we can't predict the uh, election in November because, you know, I think what's, what's going to happen between now and then is something's going to occur that's probably going to swing the election one way or another, and, and we don't know what that thing is going to be. So that's all I have to say about right. the economy and the election.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate the call, Mike. Yeah, good point. Yeah, some businesses are really booming in Bloomsburg. It's just crazy. You drive up Route and then they have people out there holding the signs that say please come in and apply for a job. You know, not just a sign by the road, but one of no. those little guys with the arrow and everything. Well, they... Get the guy holding the sign in working. Well, he's working for him, but th- actually they say that works, this idea that's of standing it. on the street corner. Well, you know, if you think about it, advertising can't reach everybody. You know, radio hits most people, satellite hits a few, newspaper hits a couple, but just standing beside the road or putting up a billboard, mm. that's that's the rest of them, you know, that okay. sliver that you can't reach any other way. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling
3: in.
5: Yeah, I find it amazing that Ben's more interested in... Uh, Cheating in baseball and cheating in the U.S. elections.
3: Well,
2: show us where the cheating was in the U.S. That's elections. What Ukraine
5: was then?
2: No, no, it was not. It was a
5: plot to cheat. Yes, it, it was. was.
2: Uh, the, the Astros and were caught cheating. The, those
5: job statistics came from uh, Forbes magazine. Of course, all the job statistics come from the government. And the last last uh, there for the last three years of. Obama versus the last the first three years of Trump.
2: So, so you're saying and that they're 1.5 million.
5: growth in, e- in economics and in the economy has been uh, slightly better under Trump than under Obama. It's back to about Obama state right now.
2: You're saying, GEP? and now it's
5: booming. But under Obama, those same statistics. Oh, they were terrible. We were bumping along the bottom. Figure that out. Oh, I wonder how that works. I guess you have different standards. Chris, you need to, more get, likely,
2: you to get. like You need to get on the business channels and,
5: Pete, and Peter. Peter McCabe. Pete McCabe. Uh, That's his name. Pete McCabe. Peter McCabe. He was clear. He said uh, that they charged, they couldn't even find charges to bring against them.
2: And then he should and, be back to work. And at it was work. kept
5: open by the president as long as possible with the judge crucifying the lawyers because what do you got here? You don't have anything. Oh, we'll have it in three months. Oh, we'll have it in six weeks. Oh, you still don't have anything?
2: Chris, if uh, if he was found guilty where well, they didn't charge him. So he wasn't found uh, innocent or guilty. They just didn't charge him. They're saying there's not enough information. But then he should be back at the FBI, not on CNN, and and they won't be and back because him? the FBI won't take him back. Who fired him, and Ben? And, Chris, if this, economy, fired him, ben? if this economy was so good, who then Hillary him, Clinton ben? would be. <laughs> you do want to
4: answer that. You don't no, know. Who, who oh fired him? God, the- he was ready. fired by the...
2: Okay, I'm pathetic, Chris. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll take uh, that. Yeah, we'll we'll take that with a grain of salt. You don't care
5: about cheating by your president, but you care about Chris. Show cheating. Show cheating by
2: the Russians. I mean, show the cheating by the Russians. Where was it? Factual cheating by the Russians or the Chinese? The Russians
5: cheated.
2: The The Russians lied
5: and interfered.
2: Oh, Chris! Come on, you—you got to get off what you're.
5: Wait, what do you mean? What you're but, watching? Every 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 intelligence agency in the American government. How agrees did they cheat? That, Where
2: did they cheat? Everyone, at? Chris. What what vote was changed? Where did they cheat?
5: What was, who, you can't the answer that, I guess. President, he tried to get, force Ukraine to make a false
2: statement. Well, oh, Chris, come to on. To the
5: election. Be- cheating, ben. Do,
1: do better than that, please. Do better. Thank okay. you so much for calling in, Chris. Appreciate <laughs> hey. it. We'll talk yeah, Chris. Do, do, do <laughs> to <have laughs> you. We'll talk Chris. to you Monday. Good to hear you again.
2: Hey, have a good weekend.
1: Thank you. We'll see you in one week. We'll yeah. see everybody Monday morning. Joe will be back. This is News Radio 1070 WDK. Okay, Sunbury.